G'day guys and welcome to the Changing Lanes High Performance Coaching and Mentoring Podcast. Changing Lanes is about getting the balance right between emotional intelligence, fitness and health and your own personal development. Guys, I'm extremely excited today to have on the podcast my good friend, my good mentor, uh, Nathan Quinn. Now, Nathan Quinn is the owner-operator of a hugely successful Mindset Mojo operation here in Melbourne. Uh, Nathan has been running that with his beautiful wife, Ruth, um, and they've been doing some incredible things with uh, young entrepreneurs, fitness professionals like myself, small business owners, uh, athletes, and a lot of people that uh, that really need to put their hand up and, and get some help and support. And so, um, Nathan, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast, mate. Mate, I'm excited to be on. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, Nathan, now, um, we met in, uh, if I recall, 2013 uh, in Akimotum there in um, Paran. And uh, I recall vividly, mate, um, as, a, as a young um, personal training manager or fitness professional, we were there. Uh, there was about 12 of us, I think. You were hosting a workshop on um, fascia lines, and uh, this is something that I was new to. And um, but, mate, I'll, I've got to be honest with you: the, the way you presented that day, um, I'll never forget because there was this sort of calmness and um, this sort of a, a, approachable um, aura you had. Um, and I knew from that point on that that someday our paths would, would cross again, and I knew someday that um, that you'd be the person that I'd want to be. Um, sort of in my corner um, just because of the way you, you sort of presented yourself. And um, now that, that to me, mate, um, you know, it will always stay with me. And this is, this is one of the big reasons why I've, I've joined you and you, you and Ruth uh, with the Mojo team. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that I met you that day, mate. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And, uh, you know, it's been a while it's, uh, between drinks, but, um, you know, you've, you've obviously been helping me over the last uh, year and a half, and uh, it's been it's been a pleasure, mate, to, to, to have you there in my, in my corner. Yeah, it's been, like, it's funny how paths cross, and um, I think on that day when we got to meet, I think we just aligned really well. And uh, I think, you know, the, um, the mutual understanding of you know what we look for in relationships and and team building just gelled really well together and you know i'm i'm really glad we got to meet on that day and to continue to to support mana and yourself to to help grow and develop because yeah i love working with you mate and uh you know yourself and anna you're a team like ruth and i and um yeah it's been a been a pleasure mate so you know it's an honor to see the podcast grow and and uh, you're following and you know all the great athletes that you've developed internationally and and locally and Australia wide. So, mate, it's an honour to to work with you and to to have seen how far you've come. Cheers, Nathan. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, so, just so that the the listeners uh, have a bit more of an idea of of um of your journey, mate, and how you got from from where you were as as a as, as a PT back in the day and. Um, and now how you've become a high-performance coach. Um, and obviously there, there's, a, there's a big part of that, um, of that journey that uh, has ups and downs. And if you could give us sort of a brief overview of, of where you started and how far you've come. Yeah, so I was doing natural bodybuilding uh, and a lot of you know, that style of training that many young trainers get into. And I competed when I was 17, 18 through to 21 and 
I was training at a gym um, that was Genesis at the time and then turned into a good life gym. And um, what happens, a lot of people would come up to me asking me to train them and I'm like, I'm not a trainer. And then a couple of the people who worked there kind of twisted my arm and I was doing exercise science at the time and I got my um, credits, so I got my Cert 3 and 4 for the units I'd done. And then uh, what happened, the results I was getting uh, gave me a lot of exposure because I just, I love uh, working with individuals and I found my niche at the time was working with a lot of young uh, males who around that, because uh, I was probably 22, 23 when the personal training really started. And a lot of these young males who I feel upon reflection were looking for a bit of a role model and someone to look up to. They really trusted me and I took that trust really seriously. So, yes, I'd train them. Yes, I'd help them, you know, get in great shape. But I, I really cared about helping them boost their confidence and staying out of trouble, much the same as you are with a lot of your athletes. And, um, and then what happened is I got myself a business partner and we started taking on uh, bigger projects. We started working with some sport teams doing their uh, pre-season um, summer camps, we called them, where we take our transit van down there for sandbags and aluminium bars. We do sort of running time trials and we do circuits like two 20-minute blocks and swap over and we do the warm-up down, warm up and cool-downs together. And then um, my break into education came when I went to Firelex, which was an industry conference for fitness professionals. And actually at my university, Paul Taylor was one of my lecturers. This is when he, before he started getting his name out there and really growing. Mm. And he grabbed me and he goes, because I did really well in his classes at university, and he goes, what are you doing? I've heard about your sports stuff you're doing. And he told me about, um, he just sort of, just sort of, sort of, sort of international, international um, company, PTA Global, and he's Australian So I joined the team. And, um, and then started building up and uh, the rest is history. And I was wanting to put my hand up. A lot of people and trainers were really nervous about becoming educators in case someone asked them a question they couldn't answer. Yeah. But um, I think what was a bit different about me was I wasn't afraid to be a bit vulnerable. And if someone asked me a really complex question, I'd say, look, to be honest, I don't have the answer, but here's the places I'd go to, to find that. And here's some people who really specialise in that area. And then, you know, if they asked me my opinion, I'd share it. But I think people uh, respected the fact that I knew where I stood and that I didn't try to talk rubbish. Yeah. So then... You know, that was into education, got exposed to lots and lots of trainers teaching courses and workshops like yourself. And then uh, I found a lot of people were reaching out to me saying, um, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And I said, look, I'm not training anyone at the moment. But it was becoming more and more and more frequent. And then I developed and structured a bit of a mentoring program because it was, you know, having these long lunches with people and helping them sort of overcome you know, some of the barriers they were facing or fears they were facing, sharing experiences and kind of helping them map out where they want to go. And when I went through that a few times, it started to become quite um, systemized and modular and saying, you start off here with the vision and then you, you look at where their time's going and where they really want to go. And as the self-belief builds, you, you start to add more and more in. And then um, it got to a point where, the business mindset, well, it was Body Brain Integration a while ago. We changed our name to Mindset Mojo with my 
right through. And uh, yeah, we've just got a reputation now for taking you know your average personal trainer and turning them into a real thriving business owner who want to achieve something big and you know have a legacy they can be proud of and scale their business and, and get those leads in and, mm. and reach more people like you are right now. And yeah. you know, as you say, there's always ups and downs. I'm not going to lie and say it's always been a linear progression. Sometimes you try something, it doesn't work, and you think, oh, what am I doing? You know, it's the entrepreneurial life that sometimes you try something and it doesn't work. But I think with every lesson of um, a hardship, you get stronger. And what I like to say is those troughs get shallower every time. So it's like one step forward, one step back. Then you get three steps forward, one step back, five steps forward, one step back. And over time, you know, where you think you could get to in comparison to where you end up is just chalk and cheese. And bringing out that um, confidence in someone to really shoot for where they want to go is is what I love doing. And as our reputation's been growing, as has the business and our programs evolve, the more we learn. And um, that's essentially a bit of a background as to how it's got to where it is. Yeah, and you're right. There's a lot of noise, uh, you know, in the industry um, and it does put a lot of young fitness professionals, small business owners for that, you know, all that, uh, athletes um, a little bit, you know, out of sorts. And so when we come across people like yourself that are able to to systemize things for us um, and, and put them into, into um, you know, little boxes so that we can deal with them one at a time and so forth, it becomes um, a little bit more easier to handle. And, and that's what I found out really, really great uh, working with you, Nathan, because, you know, like you said, in the past, you've, um, you've come across all fitness professionals and they've sat down with you over these long lunches or coffees and, and it, it, it's, it seems um, apparent the same situation, the same issue seems to be rolling over and over again. Um, and I, re- I remember you telling me, you know, it's, um, you know, action is, 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 is so important because you can have all these ideas and you can have all these um, dreams and goals, but you've, you've got to action. And, and this is where, you know, you've um, helped me considerably in terms of actioning what I have to do, what we have to do at Mana and, um, and, um, and get, things, get things going and, and, and more systemized. Now the um, you know the, the the mindset coaching space is becoming a, a lot prevalent, a lot more prevalent now. Um, you know, a lot of self help books, a lot of videos, and um, and, and of course, they've been around for, for for ages, as you know. I mean, I remember uh, as as a young fellow, um, you know, seeing my sister in law with with um, with DVDs of, of um, from Tony Robbins, etc. In the car, and I thought, oh, why does she need to listen to Tony Robbins for? You know, and um, she's obviously a very successful salesperson, and you know. But now more than ever, it's, it's become a lot more apparent. Um, why do you think that is the case? I think it's the case because two main reasons. The first one is the rise in technology. So people have more accessibility to, uh, to find you know, YouTube videos and motivation and it's exposed more publicly now. And as a result of this technology, people will have their own businesses and they work for themselves. So a lot, there's a lot more small business now compared to everyone working for an organisation or being, you know, working in the trade industry. So there's more opportunities, isn't there? Yeah, there's more opportunities for someone to build their own website and really do something they're passionate about. So when you're in the game of small business, you're wearing so many hats at the beginning and sometimes you hit roadblocks. So straight away you need to be open to these development tools and programs and, and self-help um, modalities. The second reason the whole mindset thing is really um, expanded from my personal belief is 
the mental health has become a huge focus over the last 10 years with companies like um, Beyond Blue and our friend Lance, Love Me and Love You, mm. and, um, you know, the work you've done with Changing Lanes internationally. So in terms of the reason why self-help's getting out there is we understand that if you don't look after self-help and you don't look after yourself, quite often it can be a risk factor for things like depression, anxiety, and uh, things like youth suicide is really prominent and a really uh, horrible thing that people are facing. So I think two angles is, you know, making sure that you look after yourself mentally, not just physically, but also in terms of being able to solve problems and identify how you as a person might be holding back from really growing your business. Because I, I like to use the saying this, we can't separate the personal and the professional. So yeah, if you exactly. don't like confrontation or you don't like having tough conversations in your personal life, chances are that that will become a professional weakness for you as well. Mm. But by looking and starting off with the, um, the personal development, that can help systemize you and build your confidence that then translates into business. Mm. And then on the other side, obviously, looking after your own mental well-being because, you know, you've got your two young kids. I've got two children as well. And we talk about a lot, Jose. It can get stressful. It can get overwhelming when, you know, if you're struggling a little bit and then your family's pulling, really drawing on you a lot, that you can feel overwhelmed. So it's important to have conversations with like-minded people who are on the same path where you can kind of see that, you know, you're not alone. And this is literally... I went to a thing with Lance, that yeah. you thing basically means you've got to look after yourself and uh, in order to look after other people and that you don't travel the journey alone. Mm. Because the old, um, like our parents, you know, they didn't talk about their emotions and it was considered weak. And, uh, you know, as a result, people suffer in silence and it's horrible. So, you know, what we do as coaches, yes, we help with business and developing brands and all that sort of stuff, but really it's about helping someone to be confident and raise their self-esteem and then things around them will start to change. So I think that's the main major reason why it's becoming more widespread, which is excellent. Yeah, look, and I love what the work that Lance is doing. You know, it, it, um, people like Lance, um, you know, Beyond Blue, have, have really inspired me to take Change Lanes to, to, to the next level. And, you know, I've got a confession to make, Nathan. You know, the Change Lanes model um, – was, was a big part of my, my fitness professional life in 2004, you know, and then when I moved to Australia in 2008, it took a back seat because I was heavily involved with um, my career and climbing the ladder, as you know, uh, with Fitness First and Good Life and the likes. And so, you know, um, I found it a lot a really stressful, you know, um, and then, of course, uh, then the, the, the jump across into small business, um, it was really, really sort of uh, hectic and um, furious. And so juggling a family and my own, my own fitness and health. And then of course, some, um, my own personal development, all of a sudden the, the change of lanes model was just sort of, um, came, came back to me. And it wasn't, if it wasn't for you, um, breathing some life into it with me, um, you know, I wouldn't be sort of doing what I'm doing now, um, with the young athletes and, and young, um, business owners, etc. So, you know, you, you definitely have a stake in the changing lanes, uh, model, Nathan, I'm really happy to say, but, um, you know, it, it it's, you're right. You know, the, 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 there's a lot of noise out there, as I mentioned earlier, and um, technology and, and mental health has is, is become a lot more apparent. You know, and um, and and you know, social media is massive. And uh, when I'm dealing with young athletes, um, you know, they they, they see uh, what's happening out there, and, and they want to achieve things quicker than normal. You know, they want it yesterday, as you know. Um, what sort of advice would you give? Um, 
you know, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a tricky one because dealing with, with young athletes um, who say, for example, um, have, have, have been training the house down, um, you know, they, they're, not, they're not getting the, 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 um, the game time and they're, they're sitting on the bench or they're sitting, you know, on, on the side of the court there and they're, you know, and their insides are sort of cutting up and, and they're feeling really kind of lost. Uh, what, what sort of a, uh, advice would you, would you give a young athlete in that, in that instance? So um, in terms of a young athlete who's working hard and wants to grow and develop, but they're not feeling right, is that what you mean? They're not getting selected, Nathan, so that their coach has sort of said to them, oh, look, mate, you're, um, you're not up to it. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll put you on, on the pitch or on the quarter at a later stage or, um, you know, we need to look at the game plan. You're not actually part of that. Or, you know, it, it's... It can sometimes be very, very um, harmful to, to young athletes, and you know, um, for me personally, I know I know if I get and get them physically strong in the gym, there's a there's a there's a, obviously there's it, it sort of counters that um, emotional um, struggles when they become more physically strong. But what sort of advice would you give a, a young young player? I tell them to read the book that you could read in one sitting. It's this thing, and it's called "Who Moved My Cheese." So it's an analogy about these two mice and yeah. these two little people and how they're on the same journey and the decisions they make and the things they say and don't say send them off in different directions. Right. And there's an analogy in there, um, which was a lesson for me, where uh, it's about complacency and, you know, the mice would always wear, uh, you know, their sport clothes and they'd always be prepared. They'd, they'd know things change around them so they'd be really proactive, whereas the little people get complacent and what they do is they, is the analogy is they go to work with their slippers on. And um, so the analogy here is, you know, as a young athlete, are you going to training with your slippers on and doing the bare minimum? So you just, you think, oh, well, you know, I'm rocking up to training. I, uh, I do okay, so I should get selected. But the thing is, it's always about um, doing those, those extra things and being aware of your environment and how things can change. And it basically puts you on a path of looking at being proactive instead of being reactive. And I can empathise with young athletes and, you know, young people in general. The fact that maybe you don't have the confidence to go up and ask for more help mm. or to get more feedback because you might not have the maturity to take it yet. Like if I came to you and said, where do I need to improve? And you gave me five things, I might be like, well, screw this guy. He doesn't believe in me, but it's not that you don't believe in me. It's that you want me to succeed, so you're giving me that feedback. So it's all, you know, one thing I always come back to is the stuff from Shannon Turley that now sort of bleeds into Mindset Mojo where, you know, are you an amateur? And an amateur is someone who will not do the work, find a problem with everything. Oh, these coaches don't know what they're doing. You know, if I was doing this, I'd do that. Always making problems. A semi-professional is someone, if you give them 10 tasks to do, they'll do two and go, well, at least I did something. What do you expect from me? But there's always excuses. The next one up is a professional. They'll do exactly as they're told. So if you give them five things to do, they'll do all five. But then if something goes wrong, they'll point the finger and go, that's your fault because I did as I was told. Right. And finally at the top, and this is what all these young athletes should be aiming for, is a technician. So the difference between a professional and a technician is the technician will do everything that they've been advised to do, but then they'll go and say, Jose, um, you know, is there any extra feedback you got for me? Is there something I need to work on? Any work I can do from home, things I should be reading? 
So they're just that ultimate echelon of individual who drags everyone up around them. They do the extra things. They get to training early. They they ask the coaches, you know, what we're working towards, is there anything I can do to help? And they're so proactive that, um, you know, opportunities are created around them and their philosophy. And, you know, being a technician and never taking going to work in your slippers is so important because I remember I took – I learned a valuable lesson when I was working at a school teaching – and I just I'd go with my slippers on. I wouldn't go talk to the people in the office. I wouldn't ask how things were going. I go where well, my shift is. From you know, on these days I'm at nine. I'm out at five, and that's my job. But then what happened is I was so complacent and just expected that would always be there. That when student numbers dropped off and I was relying on it, and I got an email to say, "Hey, we're cancelling the next five courses," I was left up shit creek. I, I go, I haven't got any backup here. Yeah. Because I was going to work with my slippers on and I learned the lesson that I need to be engaged. I need to be contributing. Hey, how's everything going? You know, do I need to help? Is there, how's the business going? Is there something I can assist in outside of my teaching? Yeah. And then I would have seen that coming and been able to prepare. But going to work with my slippers on caught me unstuck. So I, I was being an amateur and a semi-professional just doing what's easy. Yeah. And, you know, I paid the price for it. So the advice is be a technician and, um, and you know, do the extra work. Ask the questions, get the feedback, and you'll be best poised for every opportunity. Perfect, perfect uh, response, Nathan. I couldn't, couldn't have said it any better, mate. And, um, you know, we, we sort of try to encourage that in a, in a roundabout way, but um, I, I wish I'd known these things a little bit earlier as a, as a young uh, professional athlete myself. You know, I, I took a lot of things for granted and... Um, you know, and I've been passing on all of this uh, to my young athletes at the same token. But um, so, you know, what is, in terms of not just athletes, but also um, small business owners, um, you know, aspiring fitness professionals, say they, they um, you know, they, they've got themselves in, in that rut, you know, and um, they're looking externally for, for coaches and mentors like yourself and, and, and me, for, for example. And so say uh, a small business owner is, is struggling, uh, with their um, their business, and they come, they make an appointment to see you. Where would you, where where do you sort of start with them, um, and, and what what sort of um, uh, parameters would you set with them? So the first thing, whenever I talk to somebody new, is sort of getting to know them on a few different levels, because often we try copy what someone else is doing who looks successful, mm. and. And for some reason, we just don't seem to have the same drive as them and it just we always fall short. So quite often what happens is we feel like we're in a rut because we don't feel like we've got any options and we feel like there's nothing we can do about it. So in terms of finding out where they're at, it's important to establish, right, well, you know, what, how are the numbers looking? You know, how's the trends been? Have there been sort of ups and downs? And, uh, you know, are there things you don't enjoy? Are there things you want to do more of? And as somebody speaks, you kind of find out what they want to do because the, the hard thing is, Jose, that so many people don't know what they want to do. They want to grow. They want to develop. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit lost. Mm. So when you ask a lot of questions, people either go towards something, go, yeah, I love that, or they go away and go, yeah, no, I'm not interested in that. Mm. So we use all that information and then help them to sort of form their path to go, right, well, You've said this a fair bit and, uh, you know, you want to make that amount of money. So let's sort of streamline that, work out where your strengths and maybe some of the things you need to work on lay 
and develop a strategy together. So if it's a money thing, we work out, right, well, how much are you making now? How many sales will you need to make? How many people do you need to close? What's your sales system like? Because at the end of the day, a lot of trainers, the problem is not enough leads and not enough money. You know what I mean? Like the passion comes out the years, but there's only so long you can eat your cornflakes for, isn't it? Like you've got to, you want to be able to take your family away and do things, you've got to start looking at that. So it's crossing the thresholds of putting yourself out there to draw people in and not relying on word of mouth anymore. And it's looking at creating something bigger than just one-on-one. So a lot of people want to be on a stage where they get to present. A lot of people want to build the team. Some people want to have a reach like you have with the podcast where you can connect with great people. And some of the guys you've had on your podcast are sensational. So being able to serve on a greater capacity is a goal many of us have. And I think it can be a lonely business, you know, in the fitness game, when you go, you train your clients, you go home. Whereas creating a model that connects you and excites you and allows you to sort of diversify what you were doing, um, that's where the excitement lies. And you can see when you're communicating with someone, whether they're disengaging or engaging, and it's about just sparking that fire in them and guiding them. So, you know, there's no one answer because what works for one person doesn't work for another. But it's just having the skills to sort of help them navigate what they do and don't like and giving them, like, different options of scenario one, two, and three. And, you know, even if they commit to something and they find out it's not right for them, that's okay. We can change course and you're learning about yourself along the way. Yeah. It's a long-term, long-term solution. Yet you're not going to get everything perfect right away because you change as you get older and your circumstances change. So I know that's a bit um, dynamic. I, I fully, I fully understand it. You know, you you start with you know what what are you trying to to achieve, then you then you go into the hows and the whys, and um, and then you direct them with their strengths and uh, and and so forth. And you know, um, it, it's 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 amazing what you know what what you've taken me through because, like, like you said at the start, you know, you see these successful uh, businesses and you think, oh yeah, no, I can do that, but then you know you might not have the skill sets to do that. Do you know what I mean? Um, you might not be the, the ultimate salesperson, yet you need to be if you're going to hit the numbers you want or you're gonna you wanna make the money you wanna make, you know, you've gotta have that skill set and, and sometimes it's not in your DNA. Um, especially for, for, for myself personally, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people you've come across and coached, Nathan, it's just not in our DNA to, to be to be salesmen. And then of course, you know, you, you go, um, well that's okay. Let's look at um, the other strings that you've got. Let's look at training you up in this area. Let's look at um, maybe um, toning this down, beefing this up, um, and then sort of going about it in a roundabout way. Like you know, when when I started in podcasts, you know, again another uh, another um, you know demographic started to follow me. And then you know when we started doing other uh, the Mana Kids programs that we've just launched, again you know another demographic is, is following me, and, and and I'm sort of selling without selling, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Um, you 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 know you do it really well, Nathan. You gather that information, um, and then you you sort of guide them along the way. And then, you know, there's a lot of truths you've given me as well. You know, in, in the sense that hey, that's that's not your it's not your 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 bag at, at this point in time. So let's let's pull back and work on this. Let's try this. You know, and, and you've got to be willing to to try and make mistakes. And um, you know, I've been hit. You know, I feel like I've been hit in, in, in the head a couple of times. But yet you you've been there to say, well, you know. That's, that's how it rolls, you know, you got to pick yourself up and continue. So um, it's good that, you know, you share this because I think, you know, at the time I was looking for a coach, you know, I was, I was, um, 
I was a little bit isolated, you know. I felt like, okay, well, I, I don't think I can learn anymore, but I still want to learn, you know. I, I'm reading books, I'm, I'm sort of meeting people, but there's just, I felt like I, I knew everything um, at, 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 this, at a point in time. And then, but I knew there was something missing, and that was that, that was the direction um, and, and, and that, the extra little fine tuning that I needed. Because, um, you know, I had the skill sets, I just probably weren't, wasn't used in the right way. And, and then, um, I took the initiative to to, to, to look for a, for a coach, you know, and that's, of course, when um, when I was scrolling through Facebook and then uh, I noticed you put a post up about, hey, if you need a hand, reach out. And that was it was as simple as that, uh, as you know, the story. And so, I, um, and I did, and, 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 you know, it's been an absolute um, whirlwind and a very, very rewarding journey thus far. So, um, so where, where was, where's Mindset Merger going from, from here now? Uh, Nathan, what, what's the big plans? So what's been happening is, um, you know, along the journey, I understand that in order to help everyone else keep growing, I need to keep growing. So I've been um, having mentoring myself and, you know, learning from people who are maybe five or ten years ahead of me. And, you know, what I'm learning from it is my goal is to help get as consistent results as possible because as anyone listening to this knows, you know, you can have 10 clients and you might have three or four superstars and then a couple that maybe are semi-professionals that kind of float along. So as we grow, my goal is to get such a high strike rate of success with absolutely everyone we work with. And what we have to learn is sometimes people who are reaching out aren't ready yet. And uh, that's something I'm learning more along the way that sometimes People love the idea of growing and developing, but when it comes to actually actioning and bring the work in, that's another story, and that's okay. So as Mindset Mojo grows, you know, we're, we're developing models that create such consistency in their uh, rewards. So people will be as organised and uh, strategic as possible with their scheduling and with their social media and with their outreach and with their sales so everyone's on the same page and we can start implementing more and more because it's really hard to develop someone when they're not doing the initial steps and not implementing. Mm. So, you know, our, our focus is making sure and being quite firm on this that in order for you to get to F, you need to go through A, B, C, D, E in order to get there because sometimes the harsh reality is that if you don't have organisational skills and you're someone who uses the term, you know what, I um, I just don't have the time, chances are that you're not going to be able to take anything on. Yeah. So getting someone really organised and efficient is fundamental with our onboarding to make sure that when we start implementing some new strategy, when we start modifying, you know, the way they deliver their value, that they can do it with confidence and not just be overwhelmed going, oh, no, this is all too much for me, I'm too stressed over here. So, you know, going through those patterns is vital and tightening the bolts there to make sure that people don't try slip through before they're ready because it is exciting when you have some big wins, but you've got to be able to maintain and service people to, to keep it on going. And sometimes what can happen is people can have a big win and then, you know, drop the ball and, and get complacent and go to work with their slippers on. So you need to make sure that, um, you know, you maintain that technician standard. And the way you do that is by being part of the groups like yourself in the inner circle where we've got the group together and we have our masterminds and everyone interacts and that accountability stays alive because without accountability, 
uh, you know, we we just do what's easy. That's it. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, the vision is we're going to um, be doing some international events. We're going to do some events like Ruth, my wife, just had a great interview with Thomas Plummer. And he's a huge fan of her. She's excellent at what she does. So, we've got that growing. And our inner circle is growing by the day now. We're, we're attracting a lot of great people. And, uh, yeah, it's really exciting to see how far it's come. We've, I've broken through. I never thought it would be at the level it is today. And, uh, you know, the results we're getting. So the, the thing is, if anyone's listening to this and they're not sure where to go, you need to talk to someone who's doing what you want to do or is five years ahead. Don't make all the mistakes yourself. You know, it's better learn from someone else's mistakes rather than making a hundred to get to that point. Mm. So that's the thing I'm learning and the direction we're going is is very exciting. As you know, we've got great relationships with guys like the Star Reds and, you know, the work we're doing in supporting Love Me, Love You Foundation. Bobby as well. We got to meet the managing director of Bunnings and um, head of economics at NAB. So, you know, the corporate thing's growing. A lot of small business are reaching out and we're starting to diversify opportunities in the construction and safety and metro um, field. So the head of um, client experience and customer experience at Metro Trains we're talking with. Great. So, you know, the, the principles of what we do apply across a number of fields and, you know, we're growing, evolving and learning and adapting and it's, it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic time to be in or place to be in. Oh, I look forward to it. Look forward to hearing all that, all those wins coming through, Nate. Yeah. Um, always, um, I always leave this sort of question to the last mate. Um, what sort of, what would, what advice would you give your younger self? Yeah. So, say twenty years ago, you bump into your younger self in a, in a coffee shop. Um, maybe not twenty years. That's probably too, too much. But, um, what, what one bit of advice you'd give your younger self? So, you know, when I was growing up, I always felt like I wasn't good enough. Nothing I do was good enough and, you know, I had quite low self-worth and the way I'd try to give myself some more or to feel better about myself was just training and training and training and training. And I think, um, you know, feeling like you're below where you need to be is what fuels you and uh, and it helps you to, to stay hungry. And I think the advice I'd give to myself there is that... Um, you know, you're going to grow beyond where you thought you could. Because, you know, it's like when you're young, you think, oh, you know, it'd be great to, to do this one day. And then you achieve it faster than what you think. And there's so much out there. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, it's a really hard question. The other bit of advice I go for might be to really focus on relationships more than... Um, power because I used to think when I was young that to be you know King Dick and be really popular was the most important thing but um, as you get old you understand that having good relationships and great people around you is more important than you know having this really high status and I think when we're young we all want to be superstars and we all want to be on TV and you know famous but um, you know it can become a bit of a trap because you're never happy with anything so relationships is a focus and um you know, the fact that I'm I'm hungry is a good thing would probably be the two bits of advice. And anyone listening to this, if you feel that way, as you start to evolve and learn from people who are older than you, you get a lot of relief from that and you start to enjoy life a lot more, you know, once you start living that way. 
Awesome. Well, that's amazing. That's great advice. And I don't think you would, would have been a good movie act, movie star, Nathan. I don't think that, that would have been your calling. But uh, you're a great mentor and a great friend. And thank you um, so much for uh, for jumping on board this podcast, mate. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that I'll be uh, I'll be tagging onto this this after we we uh, we finish. And so we again appreciate your time, all the work you've been doing with myself and the Mojo team, and, and uh, with a lot of future leaders to come. Nathan, thank you very much, mate. My pleasure, Jose. See you later, guys. Yeah, mate.